Can we get tattoos? I want to get one of my face on my face. It'll be like I'm wearing a mask, and the mask is me. I just blew your minds, right? You know they use needles for that. Can it, dorks? Episode 111. Mike Volpe and Anna Zifkak are in studio with me. Yes, we are. And joining us over the Skype is the producer of Pod Crash with that Chris Gore and an avid wrestling fan, Sean Merrick. How are you, Sean? I'm good, man. How are you guys? We are great. Uh, as we get into the show today, I want to first mention uh, that as we are getting closer to Christmas, all the shirts in our store have been marked down to $15 until Christmas. No promo code is needed, and you can get those at thegeekgeneration.com slash store. So we're going to kick it off by going over our geek outs and freak outs. Yay! Anna, do you want to start us off? Okay. Geek outs. I wrote them down today. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> all we're all right. prepared and stuff. I know. Uh, one is The Walking Dead. Okay. Can we talk about this? I'm sure we will, because you're here. <laughs> this is, it's the mm-hmm. best show that's like ever been on TV, I think. Production value is crazy. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you feel like you're watching this really big, long movie. I yep. mean, it's just fantastic. Everything about this season blows both the other <clears> seasons away. Every episode has just been solid, solid from beginning yep. to end. There's constant like anticipation, too, yep. and nervousness. You're like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Like, And nobody's safe. There's been so many characters now that have been killed off that I didn't see coming. No. That I feel like, and nobody, even the main characters, I'm. I, we were just discussing it before yep. we started recording. I'm like... I don't think anybody's safe. I really feel like they could just wipe out anyone at this point. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, you guys know I don't watch, but yeah. uh, it shows where they do have that sense of danger where anyone can die at any time are that much more tense, yeah. especially when you know they're not necessarily coming back in the way that you always want them to. Sean, do you watch Walking Dead at all? I try. Well, I haven't watched the new season, but I did watch the last two, you know, via the, the online. And, you know, I... It was one of those things where it's like I started watching it and like you know I read some comments and I was like okay this is great you know zombie show and then it just got it took so long here and I keep hearing you know I think towards the at least towards the, end of the second season the actual like action part of it I mean I know the whole relationships and everything are are crucial there. Uh, any other geek outs, Anna? Uh, yeah, The Hobbit. Really excited about that. Yeah. I love that book. The only thing that I'm a little apprehensive, like, they're going to make it into a trilogy. Mm-hmm. That book is short. Yeah. It's very short. So I don't really know. I'm still excited because I, I love that book. It's one of my favorite books. But My brother was telling me the Hobbit book itself is actually shorter than any one of the, yeah, the three. Yeah, it's really short. Yeah. It's it's like you could probably read it in less than nine hours. So I don't know how they're going to spread it out in the three movies. Hmm. But it's a great book, so and I mean, Peter so Jackson will do a good job. Wait, so they're actually going to make a trilogy out of this? This I thought it was just a one-off. I mean, they're actually making a full trilogy. Out they're of making this whole a movie. full movie trilogy off that one book. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Well, yeah. I probably won't be saying that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just something about the the I I, I kind of like the, the Lord of the Rings. Not really my bag, but yep. uh, I mean, I, I didn't really. I thought this was like okay. I guess they're just going to do this to get it out of the way, and that's it. But cool. All right. 
Yeah, I know. That's it's probably what they should do. It seems like a little much, yeah. but yeah, it should just be one, probably. Uh, anything else? And the last one is um, the new Darkness album, Hotcakes. Oh, yeah? So good. I didn't oh, even know God. they were still around. Yeah. No, well, they, they broke up. I think that the main the singer went to like rehab or he's on drugs like every other no, rock No, like every other rock singer went to rehab. Um, but, but it's amazing. It's such a good album. It's just so good. It's one of those ones I get in the car and I just can't listen to anything else. I just keep huh. listening to the album over and over and over yeah. and over again. Wow. So good. Cool. Yeah. I was just thinking because you mentioned the darkness and like I remember like 2003 I remember the 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 giant hard on because I was working on written radio back then yep and it's a giant hard on for this band and I mean and and, and that that's you know the a thing called love is yes just, I believe a thing called love is just a, it's just a monster of a song it and really is I I I didn't really get into the rest of it but I thought that it was just man those guys I mean it's it's cool that they're back you know I mean they were in like what well, that commercial a couple years ago I yeah think. for the Super Bowl yeah so. They're yeah. rocking. Yeah. Uh, Sean, do you have any geek outs? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have, I guess I have a few. And uh, with regards to, I guess, first of all, I guess just in general comic books. Yep. Uh, because I, I, for a long time, I stopped reading comic books, you know, just because I got into, you know, other stuff. And, you know, and recently my wife, she started watching a lot of the old, the Justice League, she, uh, Justice League cartoon. And yep, yep. I started, you know, watching it with her and just being like, man, I really missed like all this stuff. Like I missed all this history and all that. And uh, I got in, I started like digging up some of my old issues of comics. And now it's like, I'm, I feel like I'm finding like all of my old, like, one-off 80, 1980s comics that I used to buy like randomly for like a buck when I was the flea market and all that. And now I'm kind of getting like into some of his newer stuff. Like I'm, I'm into mainly DC. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I've been reading, you know, like some, some of the, the swamp thing and the animal man. And, uh, I'm a big fan of the demons. So I want to have to get oh, into, uh, yeah. I think it's called something nights. It's can't think of it off the top of my head, yeah. but so yeah, that's something that I'm, I'm digging. Who's your uh, character of choice in the DC universe? Oh, um, I like Dr. Fate. Yep. I dig him. I have a Dr. Fate shirt. That's cool. why. <laughs> um, but I mean, but I like, uh, I don't know. I like a lot of the fringe heroes too. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I dig, you know, I dig, uh, you know, green, Lan- I mean, green lanterns probably, you know, the, I guess straight up, like just one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, it, I'm just getting into like, just, reading some of the old, you know, older, like justice league, like from the, like their mid nineties, like when I was familiar with it and, okay. you know, I'm, I'm digging it. Cool. Any other geek outs? Um, I guess I'll do just one. Uh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this is 40, uh, the Judd oh, yeah? Apatow. Yeah. 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 yeah it, just cause the thing about his movies is like, they're like these deceptively long epic movies, but you don't feel that way. Like I, I and it's just, and then, but they're so because they're so well written, and they're they're so like they're dramatic in the right spots, and they're really funny, and you know, like 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 knocked up like one of my favorite movies, mm-hmm. and you know, but it's just, it, and he's got like you know this way of just doing stuff, like he's you know you, you could tell Judd himself has been through so much, sure, as a as a comic as a writer, and you know he just now he's just had this opportunity to put it out there. And people have like just you know they eat it up you know because of the humor, but also I think just because of reality. And uh, this one, this 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 is forty. I mean, it's kind of like a, so it's, it's kind of like a sequel to Knocked Up, but there's going to be a lot of 
you know, I think it's just gonna be this is gonna be a good flick, and I'm looking forward to that on Christmas. Yeah, it's like an indirect sequel. They have uh, Paul Rudd's and Leslie Mann's characters are kind of going off in their own thing. It's almost like a spin-off right. movie in a way. Hmm. Yeah, and, and they were they were some of the best parts of of Knocked Up. I think uh, Paul Rudd's character. Like, there's some like moments in Knocked Up that's like you wonder more about that the dynamic that you know he has with with Leslie Mann's character, and it, I. Cause that's like the real like married relationship. Yep. And it's funny cause you know, we'll be watching my wife and I'll watch that trailer. I just got married like a year ago and she's like, it's like, is this going to be us? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, just, but it, it's, it's going to be, I'm looking forward to it. You know I mean? And I mean, he's, he's always, you know, he always comes through and with uh, just like some good dramatic films. I mean, I have to rewatch funny people. That's something I've been meaning to do for a while. I mean, yeah, it's a long yeah. movie, but it's got like, he's really, it's really insightful. It's all good. Yeah. Cool. Uh, any others? No, I think we're when we get to WWE 13, because that's my main geek out right now. But when, <laughs> All we right. Get, when you want to get to that. Alrighty, uh, Mike. All right. I have a few. I finished the uh, Walking Dead game. Yes. Um, as a whole, I think the game is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. One of the best games I've played. It really, uh, it's actually emotional. Like you, you get torn because you have to make decisions and you're like, you know that somebody's going to die. And it may be a child. It could be an adult. And it's just really tough situations that they put you in. Yep. Um, the last episode wasn't as good as I hoped. Really? The last episode was kind of a little bit of a letdown, but it didn't really ruin the whole game. And I believe it's shorter, too. It was very short. Yeah. I, oh, my God. You gave me the code. I used it the next day. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know. I beat the game fast. Like, suddenly it was just over, and I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. The other episodes took probably a couple hours to do. Yeah. This one I had done in Is there a nice uh, cliffhanger bridge into season well, two? Well, you had mentioned, you said... Something about wait, watching through the credits. Right. So right. I did, and that last video just confused the shit out of me. Oh, really? Yeah, completely. Oh. So, I mean, the game ends the way, you know, at a certain point during the game, you go, this is not going to end well. Like, there's going to be a choice that has to be made, or mm-hmm. somebody's not going to make it. And the game ends the way I kind of figured it would. Mm-hmm. And the last video definitely leads on that there's going to be more of them, that they're going to continue. Right, and I think right. they're going to continue with the same... This story is going to continue now from a different point well, of yeah, view. Well, yeah, the save games from this are supposed to carry yeah, on. Yeah, so it should be very interesting. The game, though, as a whole, I mean, I'd give it a 9 out of 10. It's really wow. good. Just the last episode was a little short and and wasn't as dramatic yeah. as I thought it would be. But overall, it's a really great game. And I'll get Anna, around to playing it really eventually. should play it. Yeah. <laughs> Even really? I'm gonna play Anna. That's crazy. <laughs> that's a big that's step. Insanity. That's a big step. Yeah. Um, I started watching two older shows. Um, Earth Two. Okay. Oh, I Do you remember? I used to watch it when I was little. So I I've been watching that. that. Um, that? Basically, it's it's set in the future. They've the Earth has been destroyed. Like it's not you can't live here anymore. Okay. So, um, the human race has moved up into space, and we're basically orbiting the Earth more or less. All right. We've discovered that there's another planet very similar to Earth. Yep. But we're not sure how you know habitable it is. So, you know, a mission, a, a group gets sent out, which is sabotaged, and they land on the planet completely stuck with almost no resources. Hmm. Um, the, the show is really good. I only ran a season. I think I had like 21 episodes. But I remember watching it as a kid. And it's just good to watch again because I remember some of the episodes yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So that and I started watching the show Lex. L-E-X-X. Oh, I've heard of that. I'm mm-hmm. only now the first three episodes are like an hour and a half hour and 45 minutes each. Yeah. Which is tough because now you're watching. I feel like I'm watching three movies. Yeah. Um. I finished the second episode. This movie, this show is so weird, yeah. but I can't stop watching it. The special effects are horrendous. 
I've um, seen bits and pieces. Yeah, it's really, really weird, but I'm looking. That's another one that only ran a, a few seasons, yeah. but I'm kind of looking forward to watching it because it seems like it's got that cult following. Mm-hmm. So the first the first episode, which again is like an hour and 46 minutes, was just long. And when it was over, though, I was like, all right, let me watch the second one. The second one, I was like, this is really interesting. This is really cool. Huh. So I don't know. It's on Netflix. It's definitely worth giving it a watch. Gotta love the Netflix. Then the last thing, um, this, you know, for people who don't know, both my parents have passed away. And I've had people saying, oh, you should try going to a medium or seeing a psychic. And mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, I just can't possibly believe that this is going to work. Okay. Like, I want to hope that it works. And finally, I said, you know what? Let me give it a try. So I booked an appointment over a month ago with the guy who had been recommended by some close people that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did it on Monday. And I have to say that I really believe that some people have a gift. Really? I do. I know you're very skeptical. I'm things. insanely skeptical. <laughs> it's like it was just <laughs> stuff that, yes, I mean, if you did research, sure, I'm sure you could find out that both my parents have passed away. You, you know, sure. it's They're in obituaries. I'm sure you can find them. But the detail, the little things that came out that how could you know? Not only that, but just different like things that came through that were almost like warnings mm-hmm. from from people. And like, he doesn't listen to the show, right? No, he doesn't okay. listen to the show. No, <laughs> but we did actually have a discussion beforehand because yeah. he does a radio show. Oh, no kidding. Um, so I told him, you know, that I help out with this. And so sure. but this was only Monday right before. Right, right, right. But, um, you know, just uh, it was very yeah. interesting. The detail that came through was really, really like spot on. Things that only really my family knew because we were in the hospital with my mom. So it's like how, regardless of what kind of research and knowledge is or information that's out there, mm-hmm. there's no way that you could know these specific things. It's just not possible. But then it wasn't just like rehashing, like yeah. this is what happened because duh, I was there, I know what happened. But yeah, yeah. they were they went further, and you know it was about a half an hour, forty five minutes of it. And I'd say it was really, really interesting. I'm, I'm really glad I did it. Can I tell you why I hate mediums? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I believe your experience is what you yeah. w- wanted it and to believe it to be. And yes, I, I do, as skeptical as I am, I do want to believe in mm-hmm. magic and all that stuff and the paranormal and all those things. Uh, because it would be comforting mm-hmm. more than anything to know that they are actually reaching out to another side and that there's another side. That's all, mm-hmm. that's all comforting information. But uh, I, an ex-girlfriend of mine, Mm-hmm. Um, we went to a, a psychic or a medium or I don't even know whatever it was, right. uh, at like a place in New York. And of course I didn't get anything read because I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, and she got something read. And the, one of the things that the psychic said to her was like, oh, you're not in a relationship right now. And, right. and she was like, no, no, I have, I have a boyfriend. And he was, she was and the psychic was like, no, you're not in a relationship right now. And that seed of doubt was planted. <laughs> Oh no! And 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 just like right, why are you fucking with my life? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm sure, like anything else, there's plenty of fakes right, out there, right? And and phonies because there is a market for it, and there's money to be made. Yeah. Just like what I do with the supplement industry, right? I'm sure if we tested half the stuff in the bottles out there, it's going to come back not quite what it says on the label. Sure, sure. But I think there's also quality out there, and I I don't know. Like yeah. I said, I went in skeptic. Trust me, I went. I went. I'm not saying anything, but yes or no to this guy. <laughs> I'm not giving him anything. Yeah. And when it was over, I was just like, damn, like <laughs> either this guy's the best guesser in the world <laughs> right? or there's definitely it something does make else me, going on here. It makes me want to look into like cold reading and see what that's really all about, because mm. that's the technique of uh, like narrowing down something to the facts or to at least right. create a level of uh, vagueness to where you could fill in the blanks yourself and it feels accurate. Yeah. There is something like that, but I, I don't know enough about it to really yeah. say I just know it huh. exists. 
Oh. Yeah. Never heard of cold reading. Oh, okay. I'll look it up. I'll Google they did, it. They did, a, uh, they did a South Park episode on it, actually, when they did. Uh, oh, they were making fun funny. of John Edwards. Yep. Oh, that yeah. was funny. Uh, every every episode is funny. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. right. Uh, any other geek outs? No, that's it. Okay. I'm good. Um, I have two. One of which is uh, I've, I'm still watching the the remade Ninja Turtles animated series. Okay, yeah, it's it's still friggin' awesome. <laughs> I love it. It's it's the combination of the fact that they're they're paying respect to the tone and the attitude of the the 80s cartoon mm-hmm. uh, with like a little bit of uh, badassness. Like mm-hmm. they all they they look as goofy as they do, and Mikey is like a total idiot in the show. Like he's he's just a dummy, but it's funny. Um, but when they get into like action scenes and they get badass, their eyes go all white. So it oh, looks yeah. like, yeah, just the visual changes. Their eyes don't actually go white. I mean, yeah. it's just the visual of it. So they look like the comic book versions of themselves and it looks really cool. But they did a nod to the classic series in the most recent episode that I watched. There was a joke where, uh, Michelangelo was making a joke about putting like a mask of himself on his own face. And he did like a quick wipe of his face and it was the eighties Michelangelo <laughs> face drawn over his. That's great. And then he like lifted it back up and it was gone. And I was like, Oh my God, that's awesome. <laughs> so, so did awesome. they retcon? Oh, I'm sorry. No, no go ahead. Um, did they, did they like retcon any of this or any of the origin or is it still pretty much like the same story of the shows? They just you know, wanted to update it. They, I think they're kind of ignoring the, the series that came prior. Uh, but they, they have basically the same origin story in this particular series. They, it's, it's the same thing of Master Splinter found the, the turtles and the ooze and he was a human and with the rat mutated into that. So that's all still pretty much the same. The shredder's still in there and they have their whole backstory with, uh, Hamato Yoshi and, and, uh, whatever shredders. Wait, was Hamato Yoshi? Splinter or Shredder, I don't remember. I whatever. I, don't remember. <laughs> I know too much about Ninja Shells. But uh the the villain, Shredder is still a villain in this, but they also have the Krang that was invented. Just Krang himself was invented for the 80s show. But now the Krang is an actual alien race in this one where they have android Ooh. bodies wow. with the brain aliens like inside of them. And they're the ones that actually brought the mutagen from space to Earth. And they're oh. trying to perfect it. So I guess not only are they from space, they're from another dimension still. They're oh. still from like Dimension X, even though they haven't said Dimension X. But they brought the ooze to the Earth in an attempt to do something that we're not sure of yet. But the physical properties of our dimension are different than theirs. So the, the ooze doesn't act the way they expected it to in our dimension. And oh. that's why it's mutating people. Yeah. So it's interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, and I'm, I'm digging it. I love the tone of this series. It's like the perfect combination of the two series that existed prior, the eighties, more kind of goofy, hilarious one. Yeah. And the last series, which was just like the more edgy, like yeah, late nineties. Yeah. And not as good, but this is a nice, awesome balance between the two. Uh, and I'm really yeah, liking it. And that's good too. I mean, just cause I mean, when they're bringing back some of these shows, it's like, I mean, you gotta, you gotta make it. So people are actually, you know, you got, you gotta, it's really hard to appease both ends. Yes. You yeah. know, and I mean, I think that it sounds like they're trying to do that more so than anything, because I think, especially for people like like us, Ninja Turtles are such an integral part of our upbringing yeah. that, you know, we don't want to see it bastardized, which it will be once they make that movie. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> supposedly. I don't know. I'll yeah. give it a shot. 
I, I tweeted recently. I said that they should make. It would be great if they just made it uh, nothing but exploding uh, aquarium tanks. That would be Michael <laughs> that would, Bay. Yeah, that's like you know that sounds accurate. And and Henry Rollins, he could be in that too. Yeah, so yeah. pretty much. Like, yeah, not can not to try it. So the uh the, this actually this new series is giving me a little more renewed hope in the movie because that whole thing about the aliens or whatever i think i still think people are misreading that that the turtles are not actually from space i think they're going to do it similar to the series where the mutagen is of alien origin oh. and that's the whole alien that's aspect, acceptable yeah that people are freaking out about yeah so if that's the way they go i'm perfectly fine with it kevin eastman is giving this movie the thumbs up the whole way across the board and he created them so I'm going to hang and uh, <laughs> when the is the best. movie supposed to come out? It's been delayed so many times. I don't even oh. know anymore. Yeah, uh, I don't think until maybe not next year, but the year following. Oh. Yeah, it's going to be a while. Uh, my last geek out is that Christmas season is upon us and I freaking love Christmas. <laughs> all the music is back on my iPod, all my Christmas songs. I even got my first Christmas card from <laughs> Chris Gore and Sean Merrick. So thank you very much. Oh hey, God! Oh, fantastic! They they got there, and we, um, yeah, we we're 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 just absolutely pleased that you guys were able to participate in our first year, and uh, you know, you guys have been so cool to us, and you guys won an award too. Did, I mean, did you guys were aware of that? We we brought it up uh, last week. We won best fuck marry kill, and we're very proud of it. <laughs> That, that it was the best. I think that for for you know, with regards to all the circumstances, I mean, you guys you guys nailed it. So, and we, you know, I often tell people, and I'll say this real quick, like you guys doing the show, our show, like the show that we did with you guys, like as far as it being on our show, um, which of course, I mean, for your listeners, they know that our show is basically Chris goes on other people's podcasts and then he plays those clips on other people's shows. Yep. And you guys, of course, were one of the, you know, in the very early on. And, but I felt that when once we put you guys, put that show out there, I kind of felt that like, you know, we were, we were still trying to find our way as far, as far as format and putting it together and kind of really felt it really started gelling around that time with you, you went with the episode that we did with you guys. Yep. Just because of the way you guys interacted with Chris and just the stuff that we were putting, able to put out there it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. And so we can't thank you guys enough. And I'm glad you got the card, man. That's such a, so that was really badass. Yeah. I actually just got in the mail yesterday. I was thrilled to get it. I was like, oh my God, my first Christmas card. And, <laughs> It's from you guys, so that's awesome. Yeah, no, it's all good, man. Now we Chris Chris did all those cards and himself. You know, we 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 put them out there. I signed them. He signed them. And yep. We're we're very grateful for everybody that you know helped us out in this first year, and uh, you know we're glad you guys uh, got your card. It's been it's been great. I mean, the whole uh, the whole like independent podcast community has really come together and just kind of mm. helped each other yes. out. And it's nice to be a part of that community. It's awesome. Yeah, no, that that's that's a great resource for people too. I think because it was awesome. We were at, um, I mean, Chris, we were at the international, the the podcast festival mm-hmm. in L.A. a couple months ago, and you know, we were introducing people to this to this group like left and right. Yep. And uh, Adam Spiegelman, who you know, you probably you may know from him from Probably Resents, and he'll actually you know, be joining like, us in a future episode. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, he's awesome. Yep, and uh, also a podcast winner, award winner. He won for best podcasting voice. Yes, you know, <laughs> got a got a very very lovely voice. Um, but he, uh, yeah, but he puts that he puts that group together, and it's just so cool because you know everybody knows each other from that list, and and we're able to. It's such a, a good resource. I mean, I mean, there's things on there that like will come up, and it's like, hey, are you using X, and how is this working out for you? And I think for people that are trying to succeed in podcasting, I mean. Getting in on something like this is 
is, is crucial just because you need to, you know, get in that, get a vibe for what's out there, you know, what's going to work for you. Cause it takes a while to get into it. It's not Absolutely. just like, I mean, a lot of times, yes, it is easy as just turning on a mic, sitting down and talking and putting it up on iTunes. But I mean, you got to find your feet first, you know, I mean, especially with the tech end, yep. like, you know, about it, you know, I think for us with the way Chris evolved with uh, the tech end of it, you know, it's, we finally got our way into it. And I think, uh, just as far as format and stuff, like you, you got to feel it out. And, uh, and like I said, the IPA and independent podcasting Alliance on Facebook is just a great resource. Oh, it's been a huge help in everything that we've done here. Absolutely. Totally. All right. Let's move then into freak outs. Oh, freak out. You want me to go for, yeah, I'll go first. Uh, yeah. So your geek outs, my freak out. Christmas. Oh, which one? Oh, Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Now, no, don't get me wrong. I don't hate Christmas. I know. I, I trust me. I love. It, it's no, no, no. I mean, I love seeing the lights. The yeah, snow yeah. is acceptable for Christmas only. Yeah, and I agree Christmas with Eve. that. I agree with that. Although, Sean, you're what? You're out in California. Is that where you are? Oh, I am, but I am yeah. very much. I'm from Buffalo, oh, New okay. York, so I am very much aware of yeah. snow on Christmas yeah, and so. pretty much every day like from November until uh, <laughs> May. Yeah, I think they got snow today. Actually, I was looking at the the map uh, on my phone, and uh, there was some yeah. uh, ugly blue spots all yeah. up in New York. I'm yeah. like, oh, <laughs> um, we know that. <laughs> but it's just it's it's the people. Yeah. And, and the aggravation of, you know, people are driving now immediately. Started Thanksgiving, it starts. People drive like complete assholes. Yeah. Um, they're in a rush. Nobody has patience. Everybody has an attitude problem. And then there's pressure, too, I feel like, for gifts. You know what I mean? Like, nobody ever says, you better get me a gift. But, right. like, Heather and I discussed, all right, we're not going to do gifts for each other, but let's go do something for a weekend together and we'll That's split nice. it. That's nice, yeah. The other night, she comes home with bags. I'm like, oh, that. And she's like, oh, your Christmas gifts. And I'm like, but now I have to go buy you stuff. Right. And you're the hardest person to buy for in the world. And it's <laughs> just, it's, <laughs> so it's like, now I'm going to be literally standing in the mall, spinning in circles, freaking out because I don't know where to go, what to buy and what to do. Yeah. And it's just, it's like extra stress that I don't need. See, I look, I look forward to buying people uh, gifts. Even if they're hard to buy for, I look at it. I like the challenge uh, of it. And I don't know. I love, I love buying gifts for other people. I just, like I, I enjoy the movies. It's good to see you know the holiday, uh, the Christmas movies come on. But yep. I don't know. It's just the whole season has just become like there were there was Christmas stuff out on Halloween. Yeah, and that just drives me nuts. Well, because, that's because that's your holiday. Be, so. No, no, not even it, that. I, I'm intruding in your zone. No. <laughs> <laughs> but Thanksgiving is just like the redheaded stepchild of holidays. It really right, is. Right. It's it just, not fair. It isn't. It just gets smacked. <laughs> and like, there's Anna's getting stuff. It's my favorite on. holiday. <laughs> it's extremely it underrated. On. It's absolutely. Awesome. It gets a, it, it, like just not enough celebration of the fact that it's just. It's not just the the eating. It's just the able the ability just to relax. I mean, you realize. Yeah. I mean, most people realize. I mean, if you you know, don't realize, like you get like significant time off just to yeah. do thanksgiving i mean and that's so crucial like i had yeah. four days off and i'm like this is fantastic yeah for a and, holiday that almost doesn't count anymore right and i think to be thankful for the things that you have is probably psychologically one of the most important things to focus and something on. our country does not do enough right. of. no seriously like yeah. you think about christmas and being nice to each other and all that but being thankful for what you have psychologically is just so important for anybody yeah. that's stressed out for anybody that whatever just if you can concentrate that's why on we that, do it right before christmas and i <laughs> eat a shit ton of food and it's my favorite holiday it makes me sad yeah Aww. the end 
I, I <laughs> the think the they end. need to make it law that October can be for Halloween. November yeah. from the 1st to the 30th is Thanksgiving. And on December 1st, whip out all your Christmas shit. It's fine. Yeah. I'm okay with that. It, that's the way it should be. Because it's just, it's just blending. Christmas is taking over every holiday. Yeah. I saw, I shit you not, a lawn <laughs> that had a pumpkin, a turkey, and a Santa Claus. <laughs> those big inflatable yeah. noxious yeah, things. Yeah. Had all three of them. I'm like, well, his decorating's done for the year. Yeah. Like, are you kidding <laughs> me? Covering all their bases. Dude. Oh, it was ridiculous. It was you know, and make the pumpkin, and make the pumpkin a jack o' lantern. Oh, and all it was set. terrible. Wow. Uh, any other free guts? <laughs> no, <that's it>. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sean, um, I guess maybe my main freak out is realizing that, and due to the current situations for me, like I'm not as tech savvy as I want to be. Yep. And you know, it's it's kind of like a thing where you go around through just through life, and you're like, I mean, I never really owned a lot of like the big stuff like you know like the phone i'm using right now is my first i call it a space phone because yeah <laughs> the internet phones and stuff but it's my first space phone you know and i got it back in like like almost a year ago like back in april and mm-hmm. but i mean before that these things have been out forever it's like i never had any you know i knew about them but i wasn't into it and and i'm realizing too especially like because i have certain programs and things that i want to update on and i just i haven't I don't have the capability to do it, and it's really frustrating. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how – I mean, I know how it is for forever people, but it's like especially you know being on the position that I'm in you know, as a podcast producer, it's like I want to be updated. But it's just tech, financially, sometimes it's not easy. You it's know, not. Like, for no. instance, like it's my really MacBook not. is from 2007. Like, yep. I plan to update it, yes. But can you, you – I mean just buying a new MacBook isn't the easiest thing to do. No. And – um, so I get, I get freaked out about that because especially, you know, I just, cause I want to be, it's not because I don't, I'm like, I'm resisting. It's just that, you know, there's things that it's not the most conducive thing to my everyday life, yeah. but I plan to change it. That's maybe if, if anything, that's something that I plan to do in, to, in 2012 and I got a space phone. So hopefully next year will be better. Yeah. And, and just to put the emphasis out there for podcast listeners, for people that listen to this show, for people that listen to Podcrash, whatever you listen to. Please do what you can to support the people that are putting out the shows that you're listening to. I know people get so used to free content now that it's almost yeah. a sense of entitlement that, of course, this is free. And, of course, you offer it to me. And they forget that people – I can't tell you how much money I've spent on studio equipment. We have, like, four mics in here. We have a mixing board. I have portable recorders. I have – it's way too much money. But when people put out the the, the affiliate links and, and the store links and this and that – Please support what the podcasts are putting out there because it's the only way we can even break even to keep doing what we're yeah. doing. Yeah, and people need to also realize, I mean, it's free content, but it's like we can do so much better if you support us. And it's right. not and it's not I mean, it sounds weird saying that, but at the same time, it's like we want to do great. We want to be able to do that. So it's not all of us are a part of bigger conglomerates. I mean, they had there's. Obviously, the IPA people are doing this thing on their own and they want to produce great content. It's just that, you know, you got to if you dig it, you know, you got to just really dig it if you can. I mean, right. Not, right. I mean, if, if, even if that means getting the word of other people, like, for instance, you know, I'm a, like um, like I, I listen to Cole Cabana and the Art of Wrestling. Yep. And it's not so much that he's like, hey, you know, come to my site, buy this, buy that. But he's like, hey, just get a review for us. Put a give. Tell a friend, you know, if exactly. they know that they like what you're doing, you just tell somebody else. Cause I mean, other people will consider it. I mean, I've, cons- I've done that myself, you yep. know, considering other podcasts and it's just a way that if you liked how that person 
is producing their show, you know, you may want to support that and you have, but you have to give it a chance first. And sure. it's not always as easy when people are just like, I'm listening to the show and I'm just going to listen to it and keep it to myself. It's like, no, you got to be happy, be, be support. You, know, you, you can be supportive. I mean, if you want to, we, we encourage that. Yeah. Even if it's just teaching someone else how to get podcasts, because that's a learning curve too, even. Yes. Yes, that's a good point. That's yeah. a, big, a good point for people that don't know how to how to get the podcast yet. Because a lot of people are scared of iTunes, I've noticed. Oh, yeah. It's true. I it, mean, it, it can be yeah. kind of confusing. There's so much going on in your little phone that sometimes getting to the place where you can get all the free entertainment is a little daunting. Well, even that, people that are, like, not used to using iTunes, like, I've, I've gotten people say, oh, it's malware. And I'm like, well, okay, I mean, that's your opinion, but, you know – how else do you get it? You know, okay, we'll go to the Libsyn site, go to Stitcher, go to, you know, whatever it is that you can use because there's so many outlets. And, you know, we try, as, as podcasters, try to get it to you. We want you to hear this, which is if you can't triple using X, you know, program, I mean, there are options. And and the people need, yeah, that's exactly. People need to be informed about that. Yeah. Any others? No, that, I, think that, I think that's it. I think, uh, I think, I, I, guess, I guess I had a related one roughly was like missing out on television that's kind of like my tech deal oh yeah it's like you know i i haven't watched you know walking dead and sons of anarchy and i missed out on louie and futurama and it's like i don't have cable but i know you can watch it online and it's like well i know there's ways to do it but how how can i do it is my computer gonna blow up if i try right. <laughs> yeah that's how it is uh anna um i'm freaking out about apple I've always been a Mac person. You have. I have, and I love my iPhone and all that, but with Steve Jobs gone, I'm concerned. Let me tell you. I went to the Verizon store with my boyfriend yesterday because his um, new Every 2 was up, so he was getting a new phone. Okay. And he got the Samsung Galaxy S3. It's enormous. I don't like it, but anyway... Other companies besides Apple are coming out with such amazing things right now. Mm-hmm. Like there's the um, computer they had. I don't know if it's a Dell or an HP, but it was on the like Windows 8 commercial. And the whole computer is a touchscreen. Yeah. It's basically a giant tablet. Which but it's the same me. as a... No, it's awesome. Oh, you like it? It's so cool because... Um, well, first of all, it's the same as an iMac. Like the computer itself is in the monitor. Mm-hmm. So it's just one piece. It's not like a tower and everything. And then you get a keyboard, but it's a lot more, I don't know, for extended use, like how your hand would hold up, but I know it's much more natural to touch a screen than to be taken away from it and have a mouse with a pointer. It's a lot quicker. So it's like this blending of like a tablet and a computer. I'm thinking, all right, if Steve Jobs was still alive, like he would have taken care of this. Like, why is Apple not doing this? It's so, it's it's such an Apple-like thing to do because it's so simple. And the best thing about Apple has always been its simplicity. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the iPhone 5, which I have a 4S, and the 5 is like, okay, slightly bigger screen, same it's operating really system. really not a huge leap. No, it, no, I have the same operating system because when iOS 6 came out, it's okay on the right, 4S. Right. So it's literally like a tad bit thinner and a bigger screen. Hmm. Those are the only benefits of iPhone 5. So it's like, what are they going to do now? They, their creative genius is gone. Yeah. I mean, I still like the operating system better. Like, I don't think I'm going to switch to Microsoft simply because I like OS 10 as an operating system. Mm-hmm. But as far as the devices go, what did they do to the iPad? Oh, they made it littler. It's iPad yeah, Mini. Right? It's like, where is the innovation? There is no more innovation. Now it's just taking what they have and creating other iterations. Yeah. Of it. yeah. It's like, but, you know, like coming out with Siri... 
like that was pretty much the last thing Steve Steve Jobs did, like yep. while he was still alive, is such a like leap forward, but simple at the same time. And it's just like they're losing that. Their iPhone five has literally nothing to offer me. Yeah. I mean, if my contract was up, I'd probably get it. And when my contract's up, maybe the six will be out, and I'll probably get it. But it's not doing the things that now the other companies are doing, and it's sad because that was like the best company forever. Yep. You know, and I just hope as long as they don't change anything, I'll probably stay with Apple just because I am I like the interface. But it's really disappointing. I mean, I was in that store and I'm like, the Apple products don't have any of the best stuff anymore. They plateaued. They really did. They but, lost the mountain climber. But it didn't have to be that way. Like, I don't know why he didn't have anybody behind him. I mean, uh, it's just... I mean there were some people in place, but obviously not. Or, or the plans are just still in the works. I mean... <sighs> Well, they're the behind, might have which slowed is down, yeah. really not like them either to yeah. be so far behind. I mean, you'd think the iMac would have been the first device to have the touchscreen. True. And it wasn't. The iPad came out before any other tablet. You know, they were always the innovators or it was the first to do it better. And they're not anymore. And it's just yeah. really sad. So You wonder why it is that Apple hasn't gotten to the point where, you know, like you think about when you watch like movies and stuff and everybody's like, doing this this tech stuff that's like okay that's the future that's why everybody believes computers like how come well why hasn't apple done this yet like iron man was tony stark and you know and iron man he's grabbing things he's moving things around with his hands and it's like well that yeah i mean i know that's maybe they're working on that but i mean (laughs) come on i mean apple you know should have been i I totally agree with that although the ipad mini does feel great in your hands i'm not gonna lie (laughs) It's it's cute. I'll give it that. It's just not different enough. No, and it it's overpriced for what it is. Yeah. 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 And that's the constant Apple thing is the overpricing. Well, that's the thing is I never minded paying for it because it was so much better. But if the iPhone 5 is not 10 times better than the last other smartphone that came out, yep. then it's not it's not going to be worth the money. Do you know what I well, mean? Well, isn't it, as an iPhone, iPhone, because I don't have an iPhone, but as for people that use it, like I've heard that. They started using the, 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 some of the features. They like they took away stuff in this this time around, and it just it made it more inconvenient with regards to like the maps and things that you well, normally yeah. would use. I mean, is that the um, maps opinion? suck? They took I things out of the music. I happen to love the new maps. Oh, I really? I absolutely positively love the new maps. So I don't know why people are complaining because the last one really sucked. It was literally Google Maps with no voiceover, no real navigation. It was just like a map, and you'd have to forward it to know where you're supposed to go next. So, like, I love the new maps. I have no idea what people are complaining about. Um, the podcast app sucks. Yes, it does. It is awful. I'm used to, I listen to um, podcasts in the car. So I'm used to listening. And when I shut my engine off, you know, it shuts the stereo off. So it, like, holds the, I don't have to hit pause or anything. Like, it just holds the spot. Mm-hmm. And then when I fire the engine back up, it turns right back on. Well, now that it's a separate app and it's not on iTunes anymore, it goes to my music. Oh, so I have to go like before I drive anywhere because I don't like to play with my phone while I'm driving. Yep. So I'm sitting there with the engine running and I have to close my music app, open the podcast app and restart my podcast that I was listening. Yeah, to. I still don't understand the choice of I mean, if you want to offer a separate app, that's fine. But I don't understand the choice of taking it out of the music app. No, it does make it easier to find and download my my podcast. Mm-hmm. But but listening to them, it's a huge pain in the ass. Yeah, I hate it. No good. No. Uh, any other freakouts? World War Z. World War. Oh, the trailer for World War Z. You're oh, just broken up. Oh my god, this. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> it's one of my favorite books, and that makes it so much worse. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out like a metaphor. So, you know, like Harry Potter. Okay. Okay. Awesome books. Okay. You watch the trailer for Harry Potter, 
And you're like, oh, I remember that. Sure. Oh, that's going to be so cool to see that on the big screen. Right, like, right. Like scene A, scene B, you remember it from the book and you go, oh, I can't believe it's finally going to be a movie. Like, it's great. There isn't a single solitary moment, element, split second, half second from that trailer that is in the book. That's... <laughs> Nothing. That's disheartening. Not one solitary thing that made me go, oh, I remember that part of the book. Nothing. You mean there's not a chapter where just everybody runs up a wall? No. <laughs> the, the... No. The zombies are not ants slash water. It's so disappointing. I'm going to start calling it that movie with the same title as my favorite book. Yeah. Because it's not World War Z. It's not. It doesn't resemble it in any way, shape, or form. And they're clearly pushing this idea of the group zombie hive mind or something. that Because they do that twice in the trailer. It's the first trailer and they do that pile up twice. It's a cool visual effect. And yeah. that is it. Yeah. That is the end of that. But it's just it just doesn't even remotely resemble the plot structure. Like it just has nothing to do with the book, and that is infuriating. You know who should do World War Z is Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, get out of here with that. No, I'm serious. <laughs> he would do such a good job because the the book is essentially a series of short stories, and he would be able to handle that format. Oh, okay. Now, obviously, whoever's directing this piece of shit can't handle that format, so <laughs> yeah. they just kind of threw it out the window. But yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm probably gonna go see it, but I don't even know if I'll go to the theater. I might wait and rent it because it's that bad. Like it's. I'm gonna surprised be you'll bad. even bother to watch it. I will out of like morbid curiosity, yeah. <laughs> like just to see if there is even a second of the film that even relates to the book whatsoever. Yeah. Which I guess they're gonna make it into a trilogy too. I, oh, I don't think it's gonna get its feet off the ground. This is the one time I want them to reboot it in like two years. Yeah. Like reboot it, reboot it right away. Like I want somebody else doing this, yeah. and I and I could kill Max Brooks for selling the rights to his book because that's what happened you know what i mean like he should have had creative control over this and obviously yeah. he didn't so true <sighs> that's a bummer yeah any others that's it's enough isn't it yeah <laughs> i <laughs> think so um mine is also kind of apple and tech related and it's just uh, an issue that my iphone's been giving me i'm not used to the iphone still i haven't had it long uh i still have a 3gs and when I text, uh, for whatever reason, I've been dropping signal a lot more with that than I did with my old phone. And when I when I send a text and it doesn't go through, there's a visual notification of that. But if I like put the phone down because I'm done texting, I'm getting back to whatever I'm doing. There's no audio notification of that. So I've gone like 10 minutes where someone's waiting for a response from me. And I thought my message had sent, but it had not. So I would then go back in and then try and resend because I wasn't uncertain. I don't know. It's just a big pain in the ass. And it's making me uh, involuntarily rude to people. Oh. <laughs> so I, I don't like that. But that's pretty much it. There's no major, major freakouts this week, which is always nice. Um, Let's take a look at this. Okay. This is kind of strange. I'm going to I'm going to play something for you. Um, I got this. Uh, Well, okay. The Dark Knight Rises. You've seen it. Yes. No. Mm -mm. Okay. But you know the plot structure. Sure. Sean, yeah. you've seen it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so during the occupation of Gotham in The Dark Knight Rises, Bane was more than just a terrorist. Now, the movie didn't get into this, but Bane was more than just a terrorist. He had a dream. His dream was to do voiceover work. Okay? <laughs> Hang with me here. His passion for this is very clear uh, when you hear him read Gordon's letter in the movie. And uh, the thing that the movie didn't show is that Bane would often take to Gotham's airwaves and perform for the citizens of the city. Now, because of my connections to Gotham City, I was able to secure some of this audio. So in this particular piece that I'm going to play you, Bane seduces 
the city by reading from a book called Fifty Shades of Grey. So uh, this is a couple minutes long, but it's worth listening to. So <laughs> enjoy this. Good evening. My name is Bane, and I will be Gotham's storyteller. Today, I shall read you the Fifty Shades of Bane. Before I know it, he's got both my hands in his vice-like grip above my head, and he's pinning me to the wall using his lips. His other hand grabs my hair and yanks down, bringing my face up, and his lips are on mine. My tongue tentatively strokes his and joins his in a slow, erotic dance. His erection is against my belly. <laughs> Suddenly, he sits up and tugs my panties off and throws them onto the floor. <laughs> Pulling off his boxer briefs, his erection springs free. Holy cow! He heals up and pulls a condom onto his considerable length. <laughs> Show me how you pleasure yourself. Keep still. We are going to have to work on keeping you still, baby. Let's see if we can make you come like this. You're so hard, so deliciously wet. God, I want you. I'm going to fuck you now, Miss Steele. Hard. Come for me, Anna. I pull him deeper into my mouth so I can feel him at the back of my throat and then to the front again. My tongue swirls around the end. He's my very own Christian Grey flavored popsicle. <laughs> harder and harder. Mm, my inner goddess is doing the merengue with some salsa moves. <laughs> down and kisses me, his fingers still moving rhythmically inside me, his thumbs circling and pressing, his other hand scoops my hair off my head and holds my head in place, his tongue mirrors the action of his fingers, claiming me, my legs begin to stiffen as I push against his hand, he's gentle his hand, so I'm brought back from the brink, I come again, instantly again and again falling apart behind him. Then I'm building again. I climax anew, calling out his name, Mr. Wayne. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god. I apologize for the audio quality on that, but I mean, that's hijacked audio from Gotham City. Of course. I, I, you, you make do with what you got. Um, was this was this was that a deleted scene from the uh, from the Gotham Rogues? It, it might have been. It might have been. I mean, Bane has his his dream. He wants to do voiceover. So that that's... I miss, I would I would love it if there was an alternate reality where he was elected to president. And he did fireside chats like FDR. <laughs> that would be. But great. you know, he just read his books. Can you get that version on Audible.com? Uh, I don't think so. But uh, <laughs> if you do want to get books on Audible.com, you can go to thegeekgeneration.com/audiobook and get yourself a free audiobook. It's but uh, I, I do want to thank um, Toby Markham. Uh, he he's a guy I met at Super Mega Fest who cosplays as Loki. He's a fantastic Loki costumer, and uh, he recorded that for us. Um, we'll have more of that 
in coming episodes. I don't ever want to hear that again. Oh, you're going to hear more. Oh, no. <laughs> That's what the uh, pod- podcast app 10, cent te- 10 second skip is No, for. you never skip the show. That is not allowed. No scrubbing. <laughs> no scrubbing at all. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's that's what it was. Uh, <laughs> let's take a look at some listener feedback. Jamail! Jamail is here! Alright, we have uh, an email here from Damien Cranshaw, who says, Hey, Geek Gen Crew, Damien here. And he says, Hey, Geek Gen Crew, like he's not a part of it. Uh, <laughs> Damien here, the other day I was talking about amusement parks with some friends, and one of them mentioned riding Batman and Superman roller coasters at Six Flags New England. What do you guys think of roller coasters? Have you ever been on any superhero-themed rides of any kind? And what did you think of them? Hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, so superhero-themed roller coasters or rides. I have been on uh, the Batman ride at Six Flags, but I think that's really the only one. I'm actually not a huge roller coaster fan, especially since I ended up getting Vertigo a couple of years ago. <laughs> it's not the best thing to to hop on for me. My favorite roller coaster is the Incredible Hulk at I've Universal heard it Studios. Mentioned before, it's yeah. fantastic. It is just awesome. It's nice and long and it's windy and it's upside downy and it's got the um the cannon at the beginning yep. where it shoots you up and out and then as soon as you it's awesome cuz it's like dark and you're inside and then it shoots you out of this tunnel and the second you hit daylight you flip upside down. So it's just, inc- it's awesome. It's a really, really, I've been on it like four times in a row. I'll oh, just wow. like get right back on it. And there's a point for it where you go like underground through like this misty tunnel and like it's fantastic. But the nicest thing about it is one of the smoothest rides ever. Like it's not shaky or yeah, I, I hate like, the shake. so you don't that makes me get disoriented when you get off. Of it. It's like the smoothest ride ever, hmm. but it's so much fun. It's awesome. Cool. I mean, the whole Marvel universe um, down there at Universal Studios is really I good. I haven't been to that before and I need to. It's fun. I, like they have that um, Dr. Doom's. Oh, the tower. drop. Yeah. yeah, I'm not really into free fall drops. I'm yep. like, meh. Like, I'd rather zoom around. So, The Incredible Hulk is my favorite. Yeah. Sean, have you ever been on superhero rides? I I have, actually. Oh, yeah. um, in Buffalo, there's a Six Flags, and they had the Superman ride there. Mm-hmm. They still do. And that Superman ride in particular has killed two people. Oh, really? Um, wow. Yeah. Actually, no, I think it was killed one person. Wow! Uh, a kill because of a faulty harness, and then it also, I think, it may have killed or injured a, a large man who was too fat to ride the ride. I mean, I'm just saying this is what would actually happen. He rode the ride, and then as it was coming in, he fell out of it. Oh my! Um, but I've ridden that ride, and uh, I've survived. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> wow! And uh, I remember it being okay. I mean, I'm not a superhero uh, ride enthusiast. Yeah. Um, I, I did a couple of year ago, I did go to Disneyland for the first time and I rode star tours. I don't oh, okay. know if I've ever been to Disneyland. Yeah. Um, but, uh, star tours sucks. So I just want to <laughs> say that it, it, it is like the word. It's like basically, it's like, Oh, Hey, you're going to be riding through this 3d ride and you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, okay. My experience was I sat down and then there was this group of like frat boys who decided it'd be a good time to do, uh, an acapella rendition of uh, Bon Jovi's You Give Love a Bad Name. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, God. So that happened. And my wife lost her uh, the stone in her engagement ring. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. But that's as far as superhero, I guess, things. I, I just threw that in there because I didn't have – I've never read the Batman ride mm-hmm. or I want to. I'd love to. I mean, I know there's opportunities to do so out here. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, that's the only listener feedback we have this week. But as promised, and uh, one of the big reasons that Sean is here with us this week is because uh, even though myself and Anna have played many iterations of the WWE SmackDown series, or as they're now going by the yearly kind of Madden rule and uh, doing that, WWE 13 is a game that I have kind of avoided because WWE 12 kind of killed the franchise for me. But Sean, you have WWE 13 and you've been playing that quite a bit, right? Yes, I've uh, I've gotten into it the past, uh, you know, a couple weeks I've had it. And well, I'd like to hear from you just why exactly did WWE 12 turn you off? I think, um, I mean, it's it's something that was a slow build over several iterations. And I think... 12 was just the final nail in the coffin. Uh, I, I preferred the original control scheme over what they've been doing. Uh, they did start to bring back like the directionals and then the subsets of moves, and that's nice. But I don't yeah. like using the analog sticks for directions. I like using the control pad. I know there's a quick switch you can do in there, but uh, I don't, I never liked using the analog stick for grapples. Um, I feel like the, the control setup is a lot more awkward than it used to be. Uh, the game itself is getting a lot more simulation and a lot less arcadey, which is what I was enjoying about it. Like I still remember playing, I think it was uh, the fourth iteration of the game where you could climb up on the SmackDown fist and jump off of it and stuff. Yes. Yeah, I yeah, missed that stuff. That, that, yeah, sorry. No, I, I, like the, the arcade stuff is missing, uh, too much simulation. And then the thing in 12 that totally killed it for me was that the single-player campaign was abysmal. Um, I, I always yeah. play to use my created guys and I'm very, uh, I make a lot of created guys. I take a lot of time to make them. And the, mm-hmm. the single player story, the road to WrestleMania, they have you play as like Triple H and then as Randy Orton. And then there's a small portion as your created wrestler. And then the, and I know this was a big complaint about the game in general too, is that the outcome of your matches didn't matter because they had the, the direction that they wanted the story to move in. And you had yeah. to satisfy these certain conditions. And so sometimes you would have to lose a match. And I don't want to play a game like that. No. And the thing is, is that with the, they, they pretty much got rid of the single player game from last year, which I agree. I mean, there's, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, twists and turns and stuff like that. But it's really, yeah, the, the, the single player game is just, it's, it's, it's boring because especially when like you go through, you know, the, that game and just to unlock stuff. And it's like, it's not that fulfilling, especially when you're stuck using the same guy Yeah, and you have to do certain things. Cause I mean, yeah, I, I mean, look, I love using Seamus, but do I want to use him for five hours of gameplay? No, I don't. It'd be nice to mix it up. And, you know, I mean, especially when, especially what's the point that there's the, the point of doing all those things is like, Oh, you're going to unlock this, unlock that. It's like, right. well, I can also spend 20 bucks and buy the damn unlockables, yeah, you yeah. know, and I can get codes and stuff like that. Cause it's really, it's like, Oh, you're going to play through this. It's like, yeah, but if I want, to play a bunch of matches that you guys are going to tell them you know they have but you're going to dictate the outcomes i'll just play exhibition mode right and play those matches with guys that i actually want to use mm-hmm. especially when like you know, you have a roster of so many guys and you're like well you guys use this one guy and then you know occasionally these other guys will get mixed in and it's like well i mean yeah the stories are kind of cool i mean i know that they had you know some some storylines in there last year that were just, you know, unique and kind of, uh, oh, WCW is invading or something, you know, and it's like, okay, cool. But I, I can just make that up myself in my own head. You know, sure, I don't sure. need <laughs> you got, you know, and I could just create, especially with the creator arenas, you can just create your own damn arenas oh, yeah. and do that stuff. 
there's the game, but they got rid of it this year, mm-hmm. which is fine. Now they have this attitude mode, which, you know, it's like, okay, relive the attitude era. I'm okay with that, but I think it's pointless that they went ahead and were like, well, we got to get all these attitude guys and bring back all these, you know, all these characters and just for people to relive the attitude era because that's what the people want. It's like, well, no, I don't know if that's what everybody wants. Meanwhile, the TV product is not reflecting that direction at all. Exactly. Why is it that? I mean, because 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 the reaction because the TV product has nothing to do with the Attitude Era, you know. And then they had this whole thing recently when CM Punk did that thing with uh, Jerry Lawler, and everybody mm-hmm. complained. And you know, and they were like, "Well, you want the Attitude Era back, and you complained about this." And it's like, yeah, that's what the fans are going to do because the fans are angry hypocrites. You right, know? right, right. <laughs> I mean, myself included. Um, <laughs> but the, in terms of the game, because I thought it was just a waste to put all. The, I mean, I mean, okay, I'm happy that I can play as Gangrel. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy I can play as Ken Shamrock and other guys. And like, I mean, some of the guys I put in there, you know, this year, as far as roster wise for the Attitude Era, it's cool. Okay, it's great because it's nice to have those those moves and those taunts, and it's nice to not have to make those guys. Yep. Um, I mean, it is kind of bullshit though because a lot of guys that were integral to that era are not even in there that they could have put in there. Like Al Snow, of course, is not right, in because right. he's in TNA and same thing with D'Lo Brown mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like, well, those are the guys that if you're going to go all the way, separate attitude game, yeah. you know? Yeah, that actually be but, kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, they did a Road to, Wrestle- Road to WrestleMania game and they did, they've done alternate games. If they wanted to so, so bad, just do an attitude game. Right. You know, I mean, you're doing the DVD. You want, you know, you're trying to relive these these glory days and trying to get all these people from the 90s to, to get into it, which is like, I mean, I think you and I, I think, all this year we're roughly the same age mm-hmm. so we watched it back then and it's like yeah that was fun to get into it and you know but <laughs> i mean they're not gonna they're not going all the way like in the in this because in this game like you've got to relive certain things but like you're not reliving everything yeah you're reliving the big stuff it's like steve austin and you know mankind and and you know the heart foundation it's like okay great but like you know what about um the stuff that i remember like the random things i remember with uh with the bloodbaths that the yep. brood used to do or yep. just all the stupid, like Mark, Mark Henry and may young, <laughs> uh, you know, get together and they get and may young gives birth to a hand. Is that yeah, going to yeah. be in the game? Can <laughs> I play as that? Can I, can I, can I experience that? No, you won't because you guys basically are just, just, it's just Vince McMahon just sitting around, I think just saying, well, yeah, I want to have everybody re- relive these days and they'll buy the game. And, and my thing is, it's like, okay, you're selling this game to kids. Mm-hmm. You want kids to buy this game. You want them to re-experience this era that they could probably give two shits about. And what's even worse is that they're throwing in, like, duplicates of guys. Oh, God, yeah. Okay, so you have, you know what I mean? Because this, this is what I got. And I think, you, Rob, you saw a Facebook post about this. Yes, yes. This is kind of where we got into this. But yeah. they have, okay, so there's Mark Henry's in the game. Mark Henry still works with WWE. He's in the game. Yep. So we have to have a Mark Henry from two from 1999 when he was in the nation no we don't it's the same wrestler right he hasn't done anything different <laughs> you know, right. he's a little bit, his moveset's you know I mean? pretty much the same thing same thing there's three triple h's in the game yep i was like okay i get it you want to have different models so because triple h has gotten physically different over the years yeah but you know what his moveset has not changed he's done the same damn moves yeah they could use the just same. different attire settings yeah, yeah, but, you, but you even you so, can do, they can do that. That's possible. You want to, I mean, they've done that before. You can download previous costumes. Yep. They always so give us cane and masked cane, so why not just do that? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Why? What is the point of having 
what I what I don't get is like, why is there two John Cena's? Oh, okay? I know, right? Yeah, isn't, isn't John the idea Cena from of... 04 versus John Cena from today? It's like it's the same exact guy. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm never going to use him. And you know what? The kids that are playing this game are not going to care that there are two Lita's in this game. They don't even first of all, I mean, the kids they don't even know who the hell Lita is. That's true. <laughs> And she's like, oh, there's one from 2000, there's one from 04. It's like, who gives a shit? It's the same wrestler. Right. It's the same damn thing. And you know what? You're taking away spots from guys that you could have had in the game that are on your roster. Like, like I mean, the wrong joke between my friend and I is like, you know, we keep asking, when's Trent Beretta going to get in the game? Right. Like, we'll never get the game. That's that, that's bullshit in itself. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, you know, because you put in other guys, then you're getting yourself opportunities to have other moves and allow more creativity for people to do created wrestlers and have fun with that. Absolutely. And it's just like, I think they're 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 limiting themselves, you know, when they when you have the duplicates. I mean, I mean, look, I it's fine. Like I said, I can play as Gold Dust. I can play as Gabriel. I mean, they have the downloadable Mike Tyson. He's actually really good. Like, you remember uh, WCW versus the World? Mm-hmm. sixty four. Yep. He's a lot like Joe Bruiser in this respect. Okay. And Joe Bruiser is like he's a guy when you finally get beat the game, you know, you get him as like a special guy you can play. And basically, his role is just to punch people in the face. Okay. And uh, Mike. Mike Tyson, pretty much, that's his role in this game. You can, you can get, you know, put him versus the Miz and just punch the Miz until he's bloody. Which is fun. <laughs> it is. It's really fun. And I mean, they did some good things with that. But I think just like the direction that they're like, well, you know, attitude, like that's just waste. Things like, what do you do to replace that? I mean, I don't know. I mean, if they're going to do this every year, why not do something stupid like the new generation? You know, bring mm-hmm. bring back Duke Dumpster Drosy and and Quang and and you know Bob <laughs> Holly when he was driving race cars. Put them in the game. Yeah, no, it's but, true. I agree. But um, I, I I mean, I will say that there are things about it that I've gotten to come to like. I mean, the Create Arena feature is they've they've expanded it, thankfully, yep, um, to yep. the point where you can actually you know change lighting in the arenas. And you can change the stage, and you can actually make some really cool, like smaller arenas. Like I'm still waiting for them to do like the TV studio size, oh, okay, which is like, yep. which would be just fucking amazing. Yeah, because guys like me who, who watch like old tapes of Memphis on on YouTube, you're like, well, I want to do that. You know, I don't want these big arenas. It doesn't look the same. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, I made just the other day. Maybe you guys remember remember this? I made an IWCCW arena. Okay. Because I just was like, I think this, this is the time to place. I've been making superheroes the last time, this time around. Okay. And um, I mean, I made Red Tornado. I made a Animal Man. I've been messing around with that. Um, I think that's more fun because because it was when you when you create a wrestler, people are gonna make those wrestlers. Yep. That you need. That's the cool thing about the game. And I will admit though, that they need a like the move list, like really just get some more stuff in there. Yeah, they need to diversify uh, a lot of the things that they they have been kind of slacking on in the past. And I know they add so many new moves every year, but you shouldn't be seeing move animations from like six games ago. Well, that's the thing, because like, last year I was able to go to they have like a, a every for more SummerSlam. They basically invite all of like the video game wrestling nerds mm-hmm. to try out the new game. And I got to do it for WWE 12 because cool. of my association with uh, the Monday Night Mayhem radio okay. show. And I sat there and I was like, hey, this is cool, this is cool, this is cool, but I are like 5 million animations of a Tombstone pile driver when I just need one. Right, right. They made a finisher for Rodney Mack. Yeah. When he was in the game. 
and it was the botched version of his Tiger Bomb that he used in his debut. I mean, it was a fucking botched version. Yeah, and they that's did horrible. that. I don't know they, why they would put that in. They did, but but they did it. Why not? Why can't you? You, you can do things to make different animations. You could. I've been asking them for years to put in a Bob Roop shoulder breaker, okay. um, which is basically what The Rock used in his debut. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A simple shoulder breaker, and they can't do it. Like, why not? Like, it's a move that exists. You can do it. Why not do the things that people want to see? I mean, you know, make it. Don't just put in the same animations. I mean, you got. I mean, I know they 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 have a very hard job. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Yeah, it's tough. There's a but, lot to do every year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to to appease people like me and to try to get people like you to buy the game. Yep. It's not easy for them because people will say it's just the same game and it does feel like it. Yeah. Like, WWE 13 feels exactly WWE 12 yeah. in a lot of respects. But they did make some changes to it. The Attitude Era thing, it's not that big of a deal to play through it, but it is fun just to have. I mean, I don't feel like, I think hopefully this time if they replace the Attitude Era thing with something else more uh, sustaining mm-hmm. for the next game, then it will be better off for, for I think, in the long run. I mean, and who knows, though? THQ is not going to have the license probably next year anyway. So, yeah, I don't know. They're uh, they're losing things left and right. I just heard the other day they uh, are maybe I maybe it happened a little while ago, but I just heard that they lost the MMA or the UFC license to. EA. Oh, yeah, yeah. They have yeah. that's been long gone for them and they're bleeding money. And I mean, and they're going to be saying they're Thing. they're hardworking guys i wish they would keep it because i don't i'm afraid they're gonna give it to ea or something yep and ea is gonna fuck it up like they did the wcw games yep if you remember those yeah they weren't good no and i i mean i fear for that so it's like well then we're gonna have to tr- figure something else out again and it's just gonna we're gonna have this conversation next year with us <laughs> being pissed off yeah i would definitely give it a shot at least i mean if you i mean it's I mean, if you, if, if anything, just to mess around with some creative reading stuff, I mean, there are some options on it that are fun and unique. And the gameplay, I mean, the system itself isn't bad. I mean, it feels the same as it was last year. And, I mean, they give you a lot of options to have moves. And there, there are some things that they wish they would explain better, like the OMG moves and how to do them. Yep. It's not really that clear. Um, yeah, they've always but, left a little like a, a couple things just like hanging out of the manual or out of the tutorials that you bump into while you're playing. And you're like, whoa, whoa, how did I do that? I want to do that again, but I don't know how. Yeah, I know. And, and it's not. Yeah, I mean, you have, they should they should be more. I mean, other than buying the game book, they should be more clear about that because it would be much easier for, for fans to be like, OK, you can prepare this. I mean, it just seems I mean, I get that's a part of the experience. But at the same time, I like being informed. Sure. So, yeah, no, I do, too. Totally agree. I don't want to sit there and just bash the game, but at the same time, I mean, there are things about it that's like specific wise as a wrestling fan that they should embrace better and just think like, okay, who's buying this game? People like us, they're buying kids are buying the game too, but didn't make a separate kids game. I don't right, care. Right. You did that. And when they, they, and maybe they didn't make a ton of money, but that's, I don't know. I agree. That's I agree. Fun. I'd rather see two different iterations. Like WWE All Stars was a little too arcadey for me. I like I like the older SmackDown games and what they were. I want that tone to come back. Yeah, why can't you go backstage like you did before in those games? Right. That yeah. was like 
That was convenient. Yeah, That's I don't how like. It I don't like when they keep taking things away from us. Just leave it in and keep it going next year. It's a Blu-ray disc. You have plenty of space. <laughs> yeah, they. Yeah, no, they should. Yeah, they could totally kept that in. And it's like I don't know why they got rid of the whole option of like you being going backstage. Like you used to go on the subway and go to WWE New York, and I mean just all that goofy stuff. And it's like that's not really there. It's like now you have these backstage brawls, and it's like oh they're in one space, and you have a few interactive areas, and you can't even really do. The actual moves yep. you have to punch and you get a finisher and that's it and it's like well then what's the point yeah yeah no i totally agree it's I, i'm i don't know they'd have to do something pretty impressive to bring me back in at this point i think i mean i don't even watch the tv product anymore i'm that yeah, much certainly. kind of out of it so uh they would have to really really do something special for me to go oh okay i gotta get this one yeah, no, they they got to they got to. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. What, it's gonna be a transition year next year. I can tell because of THQ and the situation that it's in. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be could be either could be some something completely different, or they got to figure something else out just to really just bring back some of these old gamers and like go back and look at some of these old games. Like they they, they brought back some of these elements, like mm-hmm. with like you know being able to increase your finishers before the game before you go into the match. Like that's something that brought back. They brought actually something back that, and I suggested this last year when I went to this symposium thing mm-hmm. i was like and i liked it in the game event and wcw revenge where you had an option to have what's called quick match where if you were say for instance goldberg you do a spear you do a jackhammer and then you win the match because sometimes you want to just play a match where you squash a guy oh yeah in 30 seconds yep and they kind of brought that back a little hmm. bit it's a little bit easier to just have those short matches or if you want to have an epic match where it doesn't take takes much longer to beat the guy yep that's cool too because you want to have something competitive True. So I like that. I mean, at least they felt they felt that was necessary. And I think that's that's a step. That's a step in the right direction. Yeah. As long as they're letting the player control what they want to do, then that's going to keep it fun. That's that's the main point. Let the player dictate it because the player is going to dictate who they want to make, who they want to play as, how they want to play as it. Yeah. I mean, you, you can have your story modes, but don't make it so much that, you know, you have to do it to really to get the most experience out of it. I mean, there should be as much of the player doing it. And I know that WWE doesn't like doing that mm-hmm. because I'm sure I, Vince has probably never played these games. No, I, I doubt it. <laughs> and I'm sure he's never even seen the game. I mean, I'm sure I, I doubt triple H's kids are playing it. I doubt. I mean, the, the people on the roster are playing it. Yeah. When they play quote unquote video games, um, let Kofi Kingston take it over. I know he's an, a big fan. <laughs> Kofi, Kofi, yeah, Kofi, we got like him. And like, I know, um, I mean, there's a bunch of them. I mean, they, cause there's some people on that, that team that are I, I get their geeks but like i don't know i kind of was like i was like come on man you you know what i'm talking about right guys like kofi and i'm sure zach Ryder and all these other aj and all those other game geeks they know yep so bring back the fist i want to jump off the fist that's what i want to do that, that's bottom line right there because stone cold said so <laughs> hell yeah all right cool um we're we're over our hour now so we're actually going to start wrapping it up final thoughts or something you want to plug sean uh, basically I just want to plug pod crash yep. uh, with Chris, with that Chris Gore, we are weekly. Um, and you can listen to us on iTunes. You can go to podcrash.net and check out all the information about past episodes. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at podcrash show and definitely follow Chris on Twitter as well at that Chris Gore. And you can follow me at uh, angry hero, Sean. So, you know, we're all up in the uh, social medias and, uh, you know, we're looking forward to some great episodes. We got some some stuff planned for 2013 and this new year that are just going to be badass and, uh, you know, some shows. And, you know, we're also 
We got the Stitcher Awards coming up. Hopefully, we win mm-hmm. one of those. So that's mainly what we want to plug. So please check that out. Awesome. Highly recommend Podcrash. I'm a listener myself. I, I very highly recommend episode 17. So. Uh, <laughs> Um, Anna, anything you want to plug? Oh, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> All your internet ventures? Yeah. Yeah. All right, head over to thegeekgeneration.com to see what we do over there. Uh, please rate the show and write a review in iTunes. We stressed it earlier. I'm stressing it again. If you have any questions, comments, insults, or topics you would like us to discuss on a future episode, you can send those to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com or at geekgeneration on Twitter, or you can leave a voicemail at 508-316-9787. As always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. Uh, so thank you, Sean, for joining us for this episode. And we will see you guys next week. Later. Make it so.